Welcome to another Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. Not only did I hit Pirate Legend, but we got a slew of news thanks to a cursed sales trailer, a developer update, some news about alliances, and a San Diego Comic-Con Mixer with Freddie Prince Jr. First up on today's docket, let's cover patch 1.1.7, which came out this last, I believe it was Wednesday or Thursday. Either way, we got a new patch. We didn't think we were getting a new patch, actually. There was news that there was not going to be a maintenance time window, and then there was a maintenance time window, but there was no patch, and then we found out that there was a patch. Anyway... We figured it out. There is a patch. It is out right now, and there's some interesting information in it. So one of the fixes that came in as a result of uh, content that was put in the game earlier than anticipated was a hair color change. So that has actually been reverted. A lot of people had a different hair color, and that was something that they're actually working on internally that they intentionally uh, were were keeping out, but part of it got left in. causing a lot of people to be upset because they they have specific colors for their hair and they're used to it, and that's why they pick their pirate. But with this feature coming in later on, they uh, accidentally left in parts of the code that changed the hue of people's hair. Uh, The message in a bottle spawnings have been fixed as well, so there isn't multiple spawns of bottles everywhere, not to mention chests, crates, and baubles, and all all the other stuff I was none too ashamed for picking up. (laughs) Hopefully everyone was able to take advantage of the larger mermaid statues as well. Uh, The mermaids had an opportunity to uh, get larger and sites are a lot more noticeable when you are swimming around islands looking for those. Uh, if, if you haven't, you still have till July 25th to get those taken care of. Remember, there is a 50 doubloon uh, commendation for getting 100 uh, statues. It doesn't matter what statues they are. As long as you break 100 statues, then you are going to get that extra doubloon. So get out there. Make sure you're doing that. We also got a tease in-game over at Golden Sands Outpost with Wanda and Salty teaming up to work on something interesting, something that, that was initially brought to us uh, by the Pirate Times newsletter. We had that little blurb in there about how Salty's back and how he's uh, partnered up with someone to make something killer. And we don't know what that killer thing is, but a lot of people are starting to speculate that it could be something that they're working on is cursed cannonballs or custom cannons. Thanks to a mixer stream this weekend and past information, we know that that isn't the case. So my question now is, what are they working on? Uh, it, it couldn't be something simple like a hatchet or a birding, boarding axe like I want because of the green smoke coming from the outpost uh, weapon shop. So I'm not sure what they're doing, and I'm, and I'm kind of curious... What could they possibly have that is giving something for Salty to do? Salty has uh, an S name, which if if you're following um, Twitter, you'll notice that people were mentioning that S names are typically reserved for shipwrights. So I'm curious to know what, uh, if he is a shipwright, what could he be bringing that is for ships? This patch also introduced some commemorations towards Merrick uh, from the Hungering Deep. And while Merrick is gone, he is not forgotten. I have also 
gone out and laid down a couple tributes to Merrick since his uh, leaving the Sea of Thieves. And if you go to where he was during the Hungering Deep, you will find a permanent picture frame with him and his quote-unquote son, Derek, from uh, when they were out and he kind of found out that he had a son. So we also found out that the journals that Merrick had laying around the world are now changed. There's new entries in there. And one of them, if you go down into the cave system under the unmarked island near Sharktooth, uh, key is the Beardageddon's soloing of the Meg. Where if you if you go on his YouTube channel, and I'll have links to his Twitch as well as his YouTube, there is a video showing Beardageddon's soloing of the Meg. He was naked with a live chicken on board in a sloop, and his entire adventure taking on the Meg alone. Uh, if you go over to the killer whale, the wreck of the killer whale, and you go up into the crow's nest where that journal was originally, Merrick has told the story of the Merrick rolled song where they were using the speaking trumpet to rickroll people out on the ocean. And if you head over to Shark Bait Cove, there is now a journal in the middle of the uh, island letting people know that he appreciates just how many people heard his story, went out, hunted the hungering one, defeated the hungering one, and came back. And he says that he's very appreciative. Uh, he's he's tired of whittling, I guess. He, he needs to give his hand a break for carving all those uh, megalodon figureheads and making all those drums for everyone uh, and speaking trumpets. So it's it's great to see that. Some people have been immortalized in the game now, and it really speaks to what Rare wanted when they said that they wanted to have the pirates, us, uh, the community, be the ones that shaped the future and the story and lore of Sea of Thieves. And they weren't kidding. Like, we knew the deckhands were going to have their names and gamer tags in the game uh, before launch. Like, we, we found out that they were in the game and they were modalized. Now, with new events, people that are creative and, and telling really good stories are now going to be immortalized in the game. So future pirates will come around and see Merrick and wonder who Derek is. They'll find this journal and wonder who this bearded man out in the middle of the ocean, alone with nothing but a chicken in his bare skin, took on a giant megalodon. It's amazing to see, and I can't wait to see what happens uh, going forward with different events who takes up the challenge to do something amazing to become a quote-unquote pirate legend in, in their own right. The last little bit of the video also has Joe committing to make sure that future content has more lead time to test, both internally and externally with the pioneers, to ensure fewer issues crop up as a result. This is great news. Obviously, I hope that there are additional waves of invites for pioneers to help with this testing. Again, if you're interested in becoming a pioneer, head over to the Sea of Thieves website, sign up for their insider program, and hope that your luck stat is high enough because this is something that will really you're going to be under NDA so you can't talk about anything that you're actually doing but the goal of it is to make sure that when this content goes live that it goes live as stable and with as few bugs as possible and I'm glad to see that Joe is doubling down again on making sure that content comes out 
free of any kind of issues and making sure that things don't accidentally get leaked, uh, but also that we don't run into bigger problems with new content because it always kind of hurts us the most when we're trying to do something in game and something bugs out and we can't do it. Uh, having more lead time will help remedy that issue. And I'm very happy that they're willing to commit to quality as well as quantity. There is one last little bit about the video that I thought was interesting that I didn't catch originally the first time I watched it, but it talks about the curse sales and the campaign. This campaign is going to run for three weeks, as I mentioned last week, but we found out in this video that each week is going to have a new goal for us to achieve. So they heard that we wanted to have more reasons to go do the Hungering Deep over and over again, other than just helping out other pirates. This commits to that. Three weeks, three different goals, I imagine, each week is going to have something different to try out. So I'm glad to see that while they are extending the event to make sure that people have an opportunity to do it, the dedicated pirates that are going to get in there and really grind out this event to help out others as well as themselves are going to have something different to do or at least something new to achieve each week. And I love that. I think it's a great idea and I think it's going to help kind of give us something to do while we're waiting for the event to finish if we finished up each week's content or leading into the next Build Rad adventure. So I'm really happy to hear about that. Let's get into the next topic. Second item on today's docket, Let's talk a little bit about the Curse Sales teaser trailer that we got. This was a really great video, and it really kind of speaks to the story and humor that comes along with Rare when they are making something. So to open up the scene, we see Galleon's Grave is now in case or not encased. What's a what's a way of saying it? They're now engulfed with a layer of fog. So hopefully this is something that is actually going to be in-game when skeleton curse sales events are going on. We'll be able to see like this nice kind of fog to kind of set the mood and tone while we're out there sailing and hopefully this fog is kind of following around the ship as well too either way we see galleon's grave it's completely covered in fog and skeletons are now marching up the dock with a bunch of stuff like posts and uh, flags tie downs and stuff and we find out these skeletons are placing a standard a battle standard if you will at the outpost announcing their impending doom or attack or they're here to stay basically they set it up and everyone kind of hides the the uh, the merchants are kind of hiding inside their their the inns and uh they're hiding behind rocks we get another glimpse of the little the little crab that is going to be making its way it's going to be like a little a little easter egg in every video where's the crab and how is he reacting he's becoming his own little character it's great and we start to notice that the the galleon that is going to be the cursed sales galleon is totally tattered. Uh, they they leave and they have this big standard behind, and we find out that there's there's captains involved, and you know they've they've got skeletons crawling up the crow's nest. They've got skeletons manning the cannons, uh, and we I'm I'm kind of curious. I want to know who are these skeleton captains responsible for the attacks that are going to be coming on the outposts. Um, we also get a, another look at the Brigantine, uh, which is coming, which is an interesting ship because I, I'm, I'm looking forward to see how it handles because the biggest difference right now is that the crow's nest is on the smaller masts. And we got some videos after, or we got an article uh, from Windows Central after the 
trailer was released that actually showed the Kraken sails and liveries and masthead, which actually has a Kraken skull as the figurehead and the black and I believe it was white uh, liveries uh, showing um, um, like a, a, a kind of an angular bird-like skull with some wings coming out to the side. It was really cool looking. And there was actually some some interesting stuff that we saw in the in the photo. This photo actually showed a themed version of cannons that a lot of people were looking at and were thinking, wait, does this mean that we're getting custom cannon skins for our ships in Curse Sails? No, unfortunately we're not. We found out later on through the Mixer, uh, the, uh, the Mixer live sessions that that was actually a mistake and wasn't intended to be in the game. Uh, unfortunately, that, that photo was taken with stuff that they're working on for future content, but hey, we found out that it's future content that they're working on giving us more customizations. So hopefully we will get those Kraken, uh, the the Kraken steering or helm custom cannon uh, cannons who knows what else we're going to be getting as far as like different customizations for our ship I don't know if we'll ever be able to move stuff around on the ship I think they they're very set in their way about uh, making sure that each ship has the certain number of masts and cannons um, but hopefully we'll have an opportunity to at least skin those in a way that is a little more themed with the ship that we're doing next up on today's docket I want to cover the behind the scenes alliances video that we got that week, uh, last week actually, with Topher Winward, who is a gameplay engineer, and Ted Timmons, who's the Windows 10 design lead. So if you don't know, we found out, thanks to the Windows Central article, that we are getting alliances. And there wasn't much really said when we initially found out about this. Thankfully, the video came out shortly after, and we were able to get a little better understanding of how alliances are going to work and what to expect going into curse sales with alliances. So alliances was something that was always planned. But thanks to the feedback from the community during the Hungering Deep, they wanted to make it available sooner so that we could actually work together fighting these AI ships. They've really kind of worked out a very visual way of telling other people that you want to make an alliance in game. And the offer flag, the offer alliance flag, is a pennant shaped, which is a, a long elongated triangle that will be sitting atop your normal flag. So even if you want to have the Jolly Roger flying, you can put up an offer alliance, which is a white and, uh, bl a white and red pennant with a, a little heart symbol. So you could really confuse people. Uh, I'm here to do battle, but I want to make an alliance. So I don't know. Maybe maybe we need to change our concept of what PvP versus hostile means in our flag system. Because uh, right now Jolly Roger tends to mean hostile, but it could just mean PvP. And they want to PvP. And if they're offering an alliance, they may want to join up to do PvP. So maybe we need to talk about that as a community. It looks like there's going to be two other options with the... UI that's coming with the, the alliance system. In the video, we saw an image of the pendant, which you can put up, and then there's two other options. One being an overlapping circle, which I imagine just means linked, and the other one being a white X on a black background, which would cancel the alliance. So I'm glad to see that they're they're putting in a system that is easily recognizable in-game. When you're sailing around, you can actually see it. It's very, very noticeable and very different than anything else that we have had uh, we did 
did have the, the pendant flag, but this is a very long flag. Uh, so I'm glad to see that it'll be much more distinguished than what we're currently seeing. There's some interesting text for the Offer Alliance flag. Quote unquote, fly the Alliance pennant to offer the formation of an alliance to another crew. When in an alliance, all crews will take a cut of each other's treasure. Quote unquote. The reason this is interesting is that it only says a cut of the treasure. There's no mention of commendations. There's no mention of reputation. There are a ton of questions that were brought up in the Keel Hall Discord that I invite everyone to join up in to make sure that you're part of this discussion. Join us in on the speculation of how this system is going to be implemented because so far, there doesn't seem to be any reason not to ally up with other crews. Now, you may not be getting reputation and you may not be getting commendation credit, but you're still going to earn a cut of the coin. And that's very important as we go into future updates with more and more cosmetics. There's just always going to be something to buy. And once you eventually hit Pirate Legend, if you did want the Pirate Legend liveries, sales, figurehead, and flag, you're talking 930k. That's a lot. of. I'm, I still haven't even gotten a second thing outside of the flag in the masthead. I'm still working on that. Uh, but that being said, this kind of touches on one of the points about the community feedback saying that they want private servers, safe zones, PVE content only, people that don't have any interest in pirating or, or at least killing other pirates or PVP. This gives you the opportunity to ally up with other crews and as a result, not only are you agreeing to not attack each other, at least until someone decides they want to betray you or you want to betray them, but they're saying basically, I will accept a part of your coin for not attacking you. And the incentive is there to, to try and make things more friendly. And CJ Superpack from Player One Podcast was asking if maybe this was going a little too far. Maybe we were we were pushing people a little too far into the realm of being overly friendly. Now, with the Hungering Deep, we heard that the seas had become 50% friendlier as a result of needing to crew up to actually summon the Megalodon. Now, with Cursed AI and our feedback, we're asking for an alliance system, but this is going to be made available throughout the entire game, even before and, or, or, or actually after, after the event. So after the event, we'll still be able to ally up and earn coin. And I wonder if this is going to maybe make the seas a little too friendly. Now, I know what you're thinking. There's always going to be pirates out there that are just out there to watch the ships burn. And I totally get that. And I'm glad because it is kind of fun to get in those uh, those fights. Uh, last night I was with Bodie Slam in a sloop and there we were at Wandering Refuge. We were just going to go up and hunt down some statues and fight some tre or get some treasure. And uh, we heard in the text chat that two pirates were on the other side of the island sailing by that they wanted to go to the outpost and turn in. And we thought, wow, that's a really good opportunity for us to get some free loot. And they came around the island and saw us and realized they're there for loot. That would be a good opportunity to get some free loot. So we actually started an engagement and we started sailing around and it was hard because we were sailing at the same speed there wasn't really a way for us to catch up uh, we got close a couple of times and and we'd killed them a few times and boarded their ship but we couldn't quite sink them we couldn't quite seal the deal 
And a lot of that was because we were having some server issues. We were actually uh, lagging a little bit. We were getting some weird rubber banding. And eventually we, we met on the Ferry of the Damned after a few of us had died. And we just kind of agreed that because of the server issues that we were dealing with, that we would just call it a draw. They, they came in at us. We attacked first. We both have loot that we want to save. We, we we actually had the Megalodon start attacking us out of nowhere for it, too. So we were dealing with a Megalodon, Lag, and the other crew. We agreed to part ways, and probably for the best. Uh, but that being said, it's it's still always going to have fun to have those PvP engagements. And I don't think that the game would be as fun or as entertaining if we didn't, if everyone was just allies. So I'm glad that we're getting this. I don't know that we're getting to the point where it's too friendly, though. Some other things that we learned about the video, when you're in an alliance, you actually get access to other crew's voyages from what it sounds like. So if someone has a X marks a spot on Mermaid's Hideaway, you can sail over there, dig it up, and give them the treasure to turn in. You'll also be able to drop voyages on other allied ship tables if you want to use one of your voyages that may be higher level and vice versa. This also gives uh, commendation grinding pirate legends a chance to ally with lower level crews to get some of the harder to obtain skulls and chests like the fowls and the castaways that are a lot harder to get at higher levels. One thing that I think is really cool is the ability to see other allied ships on the world map. So the map that you have down below deck that shows you all of the islands and names and everything once you're allied you actually get to see where they are so this is going to be great for pvp as well as pve being a pirate hunter you can now find out just how close the allied ship is to the one you're attacking or gauge if that ship is uh give is a far enough distance that you can actually get enough time to either deal with them or to steal the treasure and get out of there it's also going to help you if say like you're a galleon and you come across a sloop who has an allied flag you can attack them, find out if maybe they have another sloop that has more loot or a galleon that is holding everything or a brigantine that is kind of transferring uh, uh, different animals around and kind of strategize whether or not you want to attack the galleon for maybe they're, they're holding all of the loot or maybe they're hiding everything on the sloop and you're attacking a galleon and you find out where that sloop is and you can get the, the all the treasure. It's really cool. It kind of opens up some more information about who's where in the world. And uh, I almost went into a Carmen San Diego thing there. And be able to find out, like, maybe there's more treasure to be had now that there's allied ships out there and you're really good at PvP. One thing that isn't talked about and I imagine will be interesting to work out is in-game voice. Right now, if you're crewed, it doesn't matter where you are or how far apart you are from your crewmates, you will always be able to hear each other what and, and see what each other are saying through text. With allied crews, it's not explained how voice is going to work out. And I want to throw this out there as maybe as an idea that you can actually have captains be labeled in a crew. So say I usually captain my ship and I'm labeled as the captain. If we ally with another ship and I partner up with them, their captain and myself can hear each other in voice chat. So I'll be able to hear my crew and I'll be able to hear the other captain, but that way captains can speak to each other, coordinate things, and then relay that back to their crew. But at the same time, we aren't having huge amounts of clutter in voice comms. 
it's going to be hard to find out. I don't think this would work out right now with the current way the system is in place. I think it would be really clunky. Maybe that would change. Maybe this isn't even how it's going to work. Maybe we have to rely on meeting up with other ships eventually to turn in loot and all communication is sticking just to the crew that you're in. And you'll still have to use things like the speaking trumpet to communicate with other crews from far distances even if you're allied. They did mention in the video that there are going to be some alliance commendations that are only going to be made available when you're allied with another ship. And one of the examples that they gave is going to be related to the curse sails and defeating AI ships as an alliance. I'm glad to see this, although it still caters a lot to crews who are okay with being joined up with other crews. Uh, I'm still looking forward to commendations that celebrate solo pirating. Uh, they have the sloop in place. You can sail alone, and it's easy to do on the sloop. It's very well designed to do it alone. And there are some great pirates out there that should be really kind of praised for being able to do what they do all the time alone. And I hope that maybe Rare kind of appreciates them. Uh, Beardageddon is one of the, the guys that actually did that with the solo Meg fight. He's now immortalized into the game as a result of being an awesome solo pirate. So we'll see. We'll have to find out how things go. Next up on today's docket, let's cover captain's log so as you may have heard on twitter or me mentioned earlier in the episode i finally hit pirate legend that's right i got that 50 50 50 and now i'm working on athena's and man i cannot say how different my approach to the game has been since hitting pirate legend it is it's amazing i had a really great time on the 18th i went out with a crew and a bunch of our keelhauled members were sailing with me to help me get my Merchant Alliance rep finally leveled up. And I ended up spending a lot of time with uh, Captain Nightmare. Nick, he helped me out a lot grinding. So did Bodhi Slam, uh, Oars Blue Fog, uh, or Mike from Canada, Super Pack, as well as a lot of the crew members from the Keelhauled podcast. Thank you very much for helping me out. We spent a lot of time chasing chicken. And we actually ended up going to a fort. Uh, I actually thought the fort was going to do it. We went to a skull fort that was completely uncontested was it uncontested oh gosh now i'm blanking out i don't think it was i think we had someone fighting us for it but we sunk them after they were sailing by it was kind of weird uh as i remember it they they sailed by and they said you know we won't shoot if you don't shoot and then they shot or maybe we shot i don't know we we ended up sinking them if i remember correctly i i did a lot of skull forts lately sorry but the the one that it was amazing because we we got the skull fort down and we opened up the the the, the vault and there were actually three exquisite spices down in there and i couldn't have been happier because i all i all i cared about was the merchant alliance rep and i was 100 percent positive that this was it I, I was going to finish off my level 49 hit 50 with this skull fort nope not quite <laughs> i went out and we turned them all in and then i looked at it and it was like just maybe like a tenth of the way off so we resolved to just go back out and hunt down some more chickens and animals. So we threw down a voyage, got a pretty good stack of gold and black chickens, and we ended up getting them over at Cooked Masts because we were in the wilds pretty much the whole night. And we were sailing over to Daggertooth Outpost 
with a couple ships nearby, and we were kind of concerned about them, but they didn't actually bother us, which was nice. And we got to turn them in, and I didn't even think that we were going to hit it. I, I remember we were turning in some crates. Uh, it was a banana crate, I think. And we got, I got like hardly any reputation for it. And it wasn't until we started turning in some of the gold chickens that it really started to bump up. And that's when my spirits got lifted. We finally got all the, the chickens turned in. And I realized on stream uh, that we that I finally hit 50. So I immediately was uh, heading over to the tavern. And I talked to the mysterious stranger. And it was great. Uh, everyone was around. We were hanging out. And I got my shanty. I got my pirate legend gear. And we went down into the pirate legend tavern. And I bought my first... Athena's Fortune Voyage, uh, which then we went out and I got the masthead for the Pirate Legend and put that on with my level 50 Order of Souls because I love that. I love that set. We just sailed around. We, we went ahead and did an entire Athena's Fortune uh, that night, right, right, after, right afterwards. And that was the first one that I had ever done. I'd never done any Athena's Fortune. I always wanted my first one to be my own. And since then, it has been a really interesting thing. Uh, I've gone out and dumped Athena's Fortune voyages for cruise. Uh, one of our viewers, a little guy, he he was on a sloop. He wanted to play. Uh, he invited me into voice chat, and he just wanted to sail around for a bit. So I, I helped him stock up his ship a little bit, and then I threw down an Athena's voyage and set him on his merry way. Uh, I don't know how he did, but um, hopefully, hopefully one of these days he'll actually let me know. And I've just been going around. I did the thing where all the pirate legends are kind of like hanging out. They're wearing like lower level uh, gear. I, I don't go the full sailor route. I'm not trying to pretend like I'm completely new. I've just been going out pretending like I'm kind of mid-level and letting other people kind of do their thing. You know, let them be the captain. And I just kind of help out from time to time. And then eventually I'll kind of reveal myself uh, with the pirate legend gear. And one of the gentlemen that I went out with was completely brand new. And I was helping him with one of the other pirates who was kind of leading the charge on their voyages, kind of explaining things as we go. And it was really fun to talk to him about how to do things, how to explain things over text. And then eventually uh, we were at Plunder Outpost drinking. And we went into, the, I coaxed him into the Pirate Legend Tavern. And I found out, well, first of all, you can play music uh, to hit to get to get into the pirate hideout but because you're drunk you stagger around so much that you don't stand in the right place for very long and you have to to be able to open up the pirate legend tavern so once i sobered up i said let's change shanties so he stopped playing and i started playing the uh, the we shall sail together and the floor started to light up and the athena's fortune mark appeared and then the staircase started erupting with glowing uh, flames and it started to descend and the 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 lone sailor that had no clue what was going on was just ecstatic he, he could not explain like he was just, just flabbergasted he had no words to, to say like what was going he was just surprised he went down into the pirate legend tavern for the first time barely even starting the game and was just amazed at this cool thing that was just hidden right beneath the tavern that he didn't even know about and it was so cool to be able to do that for them I had a really good time going out. I joined the, the the Pirate Legend Tavern in the Sea of Thieves Discord and found out that there is a whole separate community just for Pirate Legends working on Athena's voyages. And I actually got to do some speedruns of Athena Fortune, uh, Athena's Fortune voyages, which I didn't even know were a thing until I actually got Pirate Legend. But 
Hear me out. Athena's fortune puts in eight voyages. Uh, there's two riddles, two X marks a response, two merchant alliance, and two order of souls. The merchant alliance, you can always time out if you don't, but it's quicker if you actually just complete the voyages. And they get to the point where they will jump from server to server to server to see who spawns at Sanctuary Outpost. And then they will throw down voyages until they get one that is completely in the shores of plenty. Uh, they usually have like Smuggler's Bay, Sailor's Bounty, Lone Cove, Cannon Cove, uh, some of the other ones at Mermaid's Hideaway, and then like Golden Sands and Sanctuary Outpost for the Merchant Alliance turn-ins. And they will stay in the Shores of Plenty the whole time because it's apparently quicker that way. That being said, they once, once you get close to an island, one of the pirate legends will jump off and start working on the treasure maps. Uh, and they will, you will just, you'll get dropped off and you have to complete the maps without dying because once you get dropped off that ship is on to the next island and they there that's how you prove your pirate legend one you can work out riddles and find x marks the spots and two you can stay alive without having uh help or being able to or, or having to, to die to respawn because they're not going to take you back to that island they'll probably boot you and we got to an island that we were working on merchant alliance quests uh which was nice because i did die a couple times uh, thanks to gunpowder skeletons, and we were trying to find four X marks of spots, and we eventually found them, and then got the the animals we needed, and then left. But they they don't take treasure; they they only take the chickens, uh, snakes, and stuff to 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 turn in for the merchant alliance to get it to complete faster than waiting, letting letting the uh, contract expire. And they go and they kill the Order of Souls to to finish that up. And they do take the skulls, but not the treasure chest. The treasure chest, they, they clink it once, and once it registers, that completes the, the mark or the riddle, and they completely leave it. Sometimes some pirate legends will actually kind of recruit other people on the server. They'll have one of the legends go out onto like another sloop who's running solo or running with another crew and say, hey, we've got a bunch of treasure on this island. If you sail over there with uh, one of our guys... We'll show you the map. You can have the treasure as long as it completes the voyage. And that's how they kind of speed run some of these Athena voyages. I had no clue about this, but I did a couple of those. Uh, and I jumped into some open crews where I found late at night for uh, for the, the North America. Late at night, there are a lot of pirate legends out there in open crew running Athenas uh, with each other and with random people. And the reason they're doing this is because it's the least amount of it's the least time that mo that you're going to get contested. Most people in the in Europe are still either just waking up or going into work, or uh, there there's some Aussies out there that have been kind of working for a bit. And it's really interesting because I I've managed to get up to Athena's level three. And from what I understand, it takes a lot of Athena's voyages to get from 9 to 10. And I ran with a guy who was working on 9, uh, working in his way into 10, and uh, Glory Receptacle, or Gory, Gory Receptacle, uh, finished getting level 10 Athena's just recently um, on the Sea of Thieves Discord. The Pirate Legend uh, uh, channel is locked. You have to be, you actually have to request show proof that you're a Pirate Legend to be able to get tagged to get into the Sea of Thieves Discord Pirate Legend Tavern, which is really awesome because it's a lot quieter and there's a lot more discussion about Athena's as well as things in the game. But the the way that I play now, 
I don't care about loot. The commendations are nice, but I'm not really focused in on that. But being able to jump into a game and have no concern about whether or not I turn in loot or not, I can give it away. I don't care. It's all going somewhere. If, if I get commendations, great. But it's such a relief to not have anything to, to worry about, not have to go constantly think about how much time I'm spent grinding. It's it's epic. I gotta say, I really love it. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Pirate Legends now. Once you hit level 10, that's pretty much it. And I think now that we're at a boy, uh, I think we were at 0.27% of pirate people hitting Pirate Legend and only about 60% of the population that have, have played Sea of Thieves have actually set sail. So based on the achievements uh, and working out the math, 4 million people playing roughly, they said in the thousands for Pirate Legends, there's going to be a large group of people out there that are going to get bored eventually. And I'm hoping that with curse sales, with Forsaken Shores, we start to see content that is directed towards Pirate Legends specifically, something other than Athena's Fortune reputation, because one once they hit 10, there's not going to be much left for them to do, and they're going to get bored. And that's when trolling comes in, and that's when uh, people stop worrying about what they're doing in-game to progress themselves and start concerning themselves with hindering others. That being said, I'm really excited to be one of the few pirates out there that's uh, willing to just drop Athena's fortune voyages for anyone, uh, or, or just gold hoarders. If they don't want to deal with that, they want to deal with just finding high-level voyages for gold hoarders, I've been really enjoying that as well, too. Too. And the gear is awesome. I've totally switched out my my normal kind of black mercenary and ferryman gear to the Athena's Fortune and Pirate Legend stuff. It looks awesome. I feel epic, and I couldn't be happier with finally hitting that that mark. It's a real epoch in in gaming for me. Uh, surprisingly enough, I didn't know that it was going to be such a moment for me, but it's really changed how much I enjoy the game now that I get to just relax and actually just kind of go out, help other people and play how I want without being concerned about turning every little bit of treasure in. All right, pirates, I have something very special. You may not know this, but if you join our Discord, we have a first mate's log. And this is actually a story from Sea of Thieves coming from Captain Jorvik and some of the other crew members from the Sea of Thieves Discord. It's very special. I love it. The production quality is amazing. I don't know why Jorvik isn't doing stuff like this more regularly, but he really should. And I'm going to let you listen to it. Enjoy. It's kind of like a little excerpt from an audiobook. I had a really good time, and I can't wait to hear more from the rest of the Keelhaul crew. Hi there, Logan. This be Captain Jorvik. I wanted to share with you a tale that occurred on the Sea of Thieves. For it was I and many a lad who had joined up on the Discord channel. A shouts out to me crewmen that night, Angry Panda, Miguela, and Evil Monkey. Now then, when I joined their crew, their ship was washed ashore to Mermaid's Hideaway. But for us, it went by another name. Treasure Island. For washed up upon the shore was tons of treasure. Captain's chest, marauders and the like. We loaded up the ships more than you could imagine. Clearly, some poor unsuspecting vessel had landed there earlier, left their treasure for us to find. Well, we continued sailing the seas, collecting bounties along the way. Until finally it was time to cash in. Oh, we had had such a night, bonding as brothers over blood, laughing 
joking, drinking the grog. Well, as our crew began to pull up upon the outpost, I was struck in with something terrible, a curse of a type. I could not hear my comrades, nor could they hear me. But I didn't need to hear a thing, for as I looked over my shoulder, I saw in the distance a galleon pulling up, yelling and screaming and pleading for their lives. Now understand that at this point, me and the boys were already unloading our loot on the shore, cashing in from all the bounties that we had received, and of course the treasure from the island. And while they may have declared themselves friendly, early shots fired let us know that they had more sinister intentions. Though we couldn't hear each other, Evil Monkey and I, thinking of a like mind, quickly grabbed gunpowder barrels and dropped them below their ships, blasting all the sides and setting water inbound quickly. Evil Monkey may have made his trip to the Ship of the Damned, but I survived the blast and climbed aboard, seeing glowing villainous skulls, more so than we had even captured during our voyage. Let me tell you, lad, Captain Jorvik hadn't seen treasure like that in quite some time. This was sure to be a bloody battle, but quick it may have been, as I learned that as their ship went down and we picked off the last ones swimming in the ocean, that they declared they had friends on the sea, and they'd be back to get their revenge. <laughs> we laughed as we sent them down to the old Davy Jones Express, but maybe we might not have been laughing if we knew that there were no idle threats in their declaration. For as we swam out to gather the various skulls and loot and captain's chest, adding to our fortunes that we'd made that evening, not one but two galleons started fast approaching, both blasting the shore. Oh, lads, I've never seen anything the like. Eight firing cannons upon the shore of the outpost as quickly we scrambled to get the last of the gold in. With all the villainous skulls cashed in and all the captain's and marauder's chests in, there were not but a few skulls left in the water. I watched as my brothers-in-arms were sent to their deaths. As I looked across the way, it was just Evil Monkey and I, facing the vanguard that had come ashore, cannon blast to our left and to our right. I yelled out in glorious battle cry, though through my curse no one could hear me. I could only hope it echoed through the days. In the end, we were able to take the lion's share of their golden treasure. And the two united galleons probably had a few hundred gold to share between the two. <laughs> but lads, let me tell you, the fun, the camaraderie, the blood we spilled, that, that is what made that voyage truly rewarding, and a treasure I'll not soon forget. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this tale, and let me raise my grog to you, Captain Logan. For it's not be easy to solo up behind a microphone and keep all of us buccaneers informed and entertained from week to week. But you do it well, lad. And to that, I toast you and salute you and pledge my ship if ever you need its service. May fortune follow you, lads. This be Captain Jorvik, signing out. Pirates, thanks for hanging in there with me. We still have more news, more spoilers and information that came thanks to an Xbox Live Sessions with Freddie Prince Jr., Joe Neat, Mike Chapman, and Pete Heinz, hosted by Larry Hub, Major Nelson. We got 
so much information from this that the next item on today's docket is going to cover this stream. I went through, scrubbed it, and decided to pull out all the interesting little tidbits that we found out thanks to this session. So first off, we already found out, thanks to the bug from the last patch, that hair color customizations are coming. You can keep your hair the way you have it, but you'll have new ways of dyeing your hair. And there's even gonna be some two-toned hair dyes to really kind of change up how you look at your hair. So that's really cool. They said that th that is coming very, very soon. Uh, the next one was, they were fielding questions. So I'm gonna read these kind of shotgun style to try and speed this up. Ship naming is not something that is currently planned in their roadmap, but they do hear the feedback and want to get it in there. Pets, they want to bring them in eventually. There's a new chest type that's going to be quite profitable coming in with cursed sails. So while it will have a lot of loot at the bottom of the ship hull when you defeat the captain during cursed sails, there is a new chest type in there and it's going to be pretty cool. Hopefully it's a new type of uh, uh, cursed chest. Um, makeup customizations is coming. It's not too far off so you can actually change like face paint stuff like that devil's roar will be a new region with a new outpost and new voyages just for that region mike warns us to stock up and go unprepared they are looking at the ebon flintlock pistol uh being available again somehow they're looking at keyboard support for xbox console players that will eventually be added so you can use the pirate text to type type out to people if you don't want to use um voice chat the devil's shroud will pull back to reveal the devil's roar the world of sea thieves as we know it will actually be relatively safe compared there will be geysers and lava and the water is going to get very hot which to me says that they, that you can take damage if it's too hot making more use for the actual rowboat um, game time is something that they're working on displaying so that people can know how much time they've spent playing the game. The white sails with the red Kraken logo that, that appears on the galleon in the cover art for the Reaper's Mark are coming in-game. Those are making it in there. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. was sporting a very awesome red Reaper's Mark shirt. That's actually for the Forsaken Shores uh, when that comes out for the store. The purple Reaper's Mark that Joe and Mike were wearing is actually the Cursed Sales shirt that will eventually be made available. Thank you, Pete Heinz. Um, more, customiz more customizations are coming, but not with Cursed Sales. The cannon customizations that I talked about in the photo, that was a uh, that was an error that was not meant to be in there. Uh, nothing set in stone, but they're looking at different weapons. Hopefully we're getting hopefully I'll be able to get my boarding axe. They were talking about throwing knives, things like that in the in the stream. Uh, cooking will come as a way to get resources and picking up meat from animals. So the galleys that are down in the galleon and probably in the brigantine as well, uh, those will actually be useful at some point. I don't know if they're going to get an overhaul or not. I imagine you'd want to to be able to interact with things. Uh, Harpoon said that it would be a great thing to add to the game. Mike and Joe are being very coy about this, so I'm imagining that we will eventually get harpoons and that those will be something that you can throw at animals or at fish with fishing 
fishing, uh, they, they keep talking around this even more and more with each different event that comes out. And we're, I'm, I'm 100% positive it's coming with Forsaken Shores. I'm, I'm, I, put it, I said a long time ago that this is what's coming. It was teased back in E3. I'm pretty sure about this. Uh, there was a good question about other ship types for shipwrecks other than galleons. So seeing a brigantine or seeing a sloop as a shipwreck out in the ocean, they hadn't thought about that. That's something they're going to take a look at. There's a good question about dying clothes. And the example given was black pirate legend clothing. Right now it's purple. People said they might want to have it as black. They thought that was pretty good. Uh, banjo, uh, the instrument, uh, not the not the character. Banjo was requested in stream, and they said other instruments will be added eventually, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. The rowboat for uh, Forsaken Shores, the steering. Each oar works independently, and you can dig one of the oars into the water to do a quick turn. So most likely, they will be the left and right mouse button and left and right trigger for console players. Uh, you do them at the same time to row forward. You do them independently to turn uh, one direction or the other. Also, Mike passively confirmed that alliances, you can have two galleons. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. asked if, if two galleons were allied and they had rowboats, uh, that that would work. And, and I didn't know if we were going to get two, two galleons with the alliances. That was something that was kind of called into question. That's kind of powerful. But Pete actually chimes in to mention that the rowboats uh, with two galleons would effectively give you four boats. There's there's no mention so far on how rowboats will be added um, as, as far as like in the game. I know that they said that they were going to be in the world somewhere. And this kind of ties into one of the things that I think a lot of people aren't paying attention to. And that's session or in session progression. And that's finding powder kegs, finding cursed sail or cursed cannonballs, uh, finding rowboats out in the world, being able to cook your own food so you don't necessarily have to rely on barrels. There's so many ways that you can kind of give yourself an advantage in game when you're playing by finding these things and collecting them to kind of have an advantage over other players, other, other PVE environments uh, or AI threats, things like that. So as we kind of move forward into the future of the game, I want people to start paying more and more attention to tools and mechanics that are added that deal with in-session progression. It's it's going to be something that I think is very important to the game. Uh, hopefully, we'll know more in the future about you know what, what they plan on doing with that. Um, the, the thing that comes to mind is the potion shop that was planned um, and has like art in the art book for, for, for us to be able to have buffs or, or things like that. I don't know if they ever plan on doing like stat buffs or, or things like that that can affect you, but maybe there's something to do with the potion shop that could give us an advantage if we if we brew something up. It's it's so hard to know right now. Moving on, uh, there's no mention so far. Let's see. I, okay, I covered that part. Um, there's a there was a question about if we'll get the skeleton figurehead, and it's unclear uh, about which one the question is directed at. Pete says that we should watch this space. Uh, I think he means the mixer stream for that. Pete actually looked at the camera and points down, suggesting is like, check out, like, watch watch this area. Keep, keep an eye on the mixer stream. I'm thinking this suggests that they might be another giveaway. There might be a way for you to get the skeleton figurehead, the spinal one, uh, not the not the, the lantern-holding one. That's in the art book as well, uh, and we've seen video footage of. I think that's coming later on with uh, the, the ship sails and livery. 
the 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 spinal one i think is coming later on i think it's going to be given away through mixer and i think gamescom is where we might see more information about that because they are going to gamescom and it's in germany we know that and if they're doing that they're going to have something to to kind of keep an eye out they've been doing this promotional stuff and giveaways all year so far uh, as far as people wanting to get stuff um for codes for for stuff like that so uh let's see da, 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 da. mike asks if the if it's the one that the community have already seen the spinal one suggesting that there's another one that may not have officially been mentioned the one with the lantern i think they might have the yeah yeah okay so i covered that uh rowboats will not automatically come with your ship if you find one you can attach it to any ship but mike is suggesting that they're going to be out in the world to find so i don't know if these things are going to be floating around if they're going to be kind of uh up against some of the the like a washed up item um there's no mention right now as whether or not a lot of the rowboats that we have in the world right now are busted and i don't know if we're going to see like those being built into intact ones that you can do because i know some of those are tied into riddle quests so i'm wondering if ones that aren't tied to riddle quests that are just kind of purely cosmetic on islands will be fabricated to to be able to be used out in the ocean or if it's just something that you happen to find tied up at a dock so um that's that's it for the mixer stream i had to just kind of burn through that so thank you for listening let's get into reviews all right pirates you've been with me this long we're closing up the end of the show with reviews Thanks go out to Little Sea Donk, who I mentioned previously. He finally wrote in. He wrote a five-star review, a treasure of tales worth the listen. If you sail the seas, are breathing the salty air, loot for fortunes far and wide, this be the only podcast you'll be needing to be listening to. It's all about quality when it comes to Captain Logan. Up-to-date content, personal tales from the captain's log, and future alls or no-alls for everything you'll be wanting to stay up-to-date with. This be the podcast for you. This keel-hauled cast is top-notch, tighter than any monkey's fist, and no foul mutiny for uh, any sailors. Even Freddie Prince Jr. would agree. If you love the Sea of Thieves, grr, give her a listen. You'd be a scallywag not to. Lower your sails and listen today. See you on the seas, little sea dog. All right, pirates, that's going to do it for me. Thank you again for listening, and thank you for playing Sea of Thieves. I can't tell you how much I love this game. Everyone listening right now, if you want to get a hold of me, there's plenty of ways to do it. First off, you can reach me on my main way is Twitter, at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can also also email me too, C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. The Discord links are going to be in the show notes. Join up. Talk with the rest of the crew. Find other people to play with. Speculate on new stuff. If you want to talk to me personally on Xbox, feel free to do so. My gamer tag is C-A-P-T-A-I-N-L-O-G-U-N. I think that's everywhere. I can't think of any other place that I'm on. But anyway, Pirates, I love you. I hope you have a good week. Here's looking to curse sales and all the fun stuff that we're going to be doing in there. And I'll see you on the Sea of Thieves.